0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Harare, Zimbabwe, to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa, or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture, and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's radiant underscore culture radiant culture it's life it's truth it's lit stay tuned
1: what's up everybody welcome to radiant culture hope everybody's had a great week you know what i i am excited about today's discussion because i think i think because we, i'm here Oh yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, vanity. Okay, we, we, we have someone who's not usually with us today. We, we, we have Mr. Kent, who's our producer. Um, but today he's joining us for the discussion. And uh, he's hijacked to be honest. No, I didn't hijack. But it's okay. I was invited.
2: By, <laughs> by the producer.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, you heard from the man. Uh, he invited himself. Anyway, it's okay. I'll allow him. Um, so, today we're, we're, we're still continuing with our subject on radiant versus relevant. And, you know, to, today we have someone who is a very exciting guest uh, with us. We have Pastor Craig. Pastor Craig, how's it going? Hey, it's moving.
3: It's nice. It's great. And it's very, very wonderful to be here in the house. And I'm sure, by the grace of God, we're going to have a wonderful
1: time. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive about that. And, mm. you know, Pastor Craig um, actually goes by his other name, which is PC. <laughs> right? So today we're going to be calling him PC because I think it's a pretty cool name. He's a, he's a cool guy. Mm. He's in a black suit <laughs> <laughs> and very nice suit. You, sh- so, you shouldn't <laughs> have mentioned that. Man. Now people are going to think I'm too serious or something. <laughs> but
2: anyway, it's cool.
1: Mm. So today we are going to be talking about... The church, right? And we're specifically talking about the church and its mandate in society. And the question we're asking today is: Has the church lost its significance in society? Right? We we're discussing earlier that, um, if you notice, especially in Zimbabwe, that you've got a lot of mission schools, and these mission schools are called mission schools because they were built by missionaries or missionary organisations. With the specific purpose of spreading the gospel in those particular regions and um, sections of society So the church had a, a very strong foothold in how culture was shaped And not just here, if you look even globally If you look at your big institutions like Oxford and Cambridge, um, Harvard mm. even yeah. right, uh, The great theologians of the past Or rather the great thinkers or influencers of the past Were actually mm. Christians mm. to a very large extent so the question we are posing today is, is the church still fulfilling that mandate, right? Yeah. And um, is the church still as influential and as relevant in society today as it was then? Or has something begun to happen? So Pastor, Pastor Craig, PC, Yes. I want to throw that question at you right away, that... Yes. Uh, or maybe you can tell us a bit about yourself before, before we start.
3: Okay. Um, uh, to start off with, um, um, I'm married uh, to a very beautiful woman. Uh, we've got uh, three kids. Uh, we've oh, been so. married for nine years. It will be ten years at the end of this wow. year. Nine Her years. name is Koliwe. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we've got three kids, Mikaya, Benjamin, Kayla, Zion, uh-huh. and uh, the latest C-Class, Craig Jr.,
1: Ah, C he, he, he,
3: C he's only two months old, he's two months old as it yesterday So right. that's, um, that's our little family um, I work for uh, Pentecostal Assemblies of Zimbabwe as in, a, in a number of roles, but primarily I'm a pastoring uh, a young dynamic church called Ecclesia Community Church Which right. is currently based in Grayston Park and then obviously I'm involved with a Bible college uh, in Hatfield. Uh, we're training. It's a training institution for men and women of God, yeah. as well as uh, my, my role as the director of young adults within the Pentecostal assemblies of Zimbabwe. So in short and in brief, um, that's me. I like to think myself young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I look at the mirror, I think I still look young. So, yeah, that's me. I I I, 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 I personally and passionately support Liverpool Football oh Club. We gosh. will never walk alone. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> right. I know I might be setting some enemies in studio right now. Yes. But, I, I but yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no right. Manchester right.
1: evil. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Yeah,
2: out of respect, we... We're not going we <laughs> to say that. We're not going to walk alone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah. um, PC, what I
1: mm. want to just, what I want uh, to understand, right, mm. um, as we open up this discussion, is, um, as someone who's actively involved in ministry, mm. um, what would you say the role of the church is in society? Okay. Yes. Uh, That's a
3: very interesting question. Um, Immediately I'm taken uh, to the Bible, uh, to what uh, Jesus uh, gives as the Great Commission. Mm. And obviously its interpretation is subject uh, to many variations. But Mm. listen, I go to Matthew 28, 19, 20. He says, go into all the world, not some, Mm. all the world, and make disciples of all men. Right, right, and uh, if you look at all the world, eh, if you if if you consider that carefully, it's essentially telling us to go into all the stratas of uh, society. Mm-hmm. So, business, the marketplace, mm-hmm. uh, politics, mm-hmm. education, even um, the spiritual or the church realm, as it were, yeah. family, mm-hmm. um, and all sorts of all sorts of aspects of society. Basically, where uh, God is expecting us to go and make disciples. So if you would to ask me what's the role of the church is to make disciples uh, of everybody in every place possible. How that happens obviously differs and, um, and varies. But I would say in, in short,
1: go make disciples everywhere. Disciples. And what would you define a disciple as? Because I think it's also important for us to... Sometimes when you think of disciple, you're thinking of Simon Peter, right? <laughs> one of those guys. But what, what does it actually mean, especially today, mm-hmm. for someone to be a disciple of Christ? Well done. Uh, I'll
3: essentially put that into two things. Number one, a student, mm-hmm. a student of Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in university, I know I'm studying whatever discipline I am, right. but as a disciple of Christ, I'm a student of Christ uh-huh. in university. If I'm a husband, right, right? Um, as a husband, I'm a student of Christ, even though I'm exp- expressing myself uh, in my role, uh, obviously, in the home, and so forth, and so forth. So, mm-hmm. firstly, a disciple is a student. Number two, is a follower. Mm-hmm. Because um, not all students are necessarily followers, That's you see. Not all students are necessarily followers. There are many people who study Christ that don't necessarily follow Christ. Uh-huh. So, making disciples is also making uh, disciplined followers of Christ. So again, it's coming back to how I'm 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 conducting myself here. Yeah? Am I am I conducting myself as a follower of Christ? And by follower of Christ here, yeah, we're not just talking about um, somebody who's literally physically following Christ here, yeah, but you're following what Christ spoke. Right. Let's go to um, the Beatitudes in Matthew five, for example. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Or even um. Matthew chapter 6, how it gives us conduct uh, for human affairs and so mm-hmm. forth. If someone slaps you on the, on the cheek, turn the other cheek. If you're asked to go a mile, uh, go two miles. Mm-hmm. In other words, what is it that Jesus left his instructions for us, right? And am I following that? Right. In other words, am I, am I living according to that? So if you'd ask me, what is, what is a disciple? A disciple is not only a student, they're also a follower. Some actually say a disciple is a disciplined Follow on. Oh, I like that. Mm. I like that. Okay.
2: And from your perspective, do you see the current church as it is doing that? Because the question I have really mm. is that is the church really fulfilling this mandate? Mm. Or have we become, you know, a social gathering of sorts where we we are like a a gathering of righteous pretenders. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. sorry to put it so no you're, you're putting it very well actually um but yeah are we actually making disciples of men or are people coming to church so that you know i network with so and so i get seen that i'm in church mm. or it's, it's the right thing to do on a sunday you know what um that is probably the most hardest question
3: you guys have posted <laughs> so far why? Because uh, the little education that, that I've received, obviously, has taught me to qualify uh, every question you have. Yeah. Many times I've had Christian debates
2: mm-hmm.
3: that people are passing off conjecture based on opinion and not fact.
2: Right.
3: So now, um, is the church making disciples? Yes. Um, I would say that at the end of the day, our fruit must show that. Mm-hmm. Our fruit must show that. And there's fruit of discipleship, really. That, that must come out. Uh, I would say then, after saying fruit must must show, I would say yes and no. Yes, in the in the in the in the in regard to the fact that uh, churches are continuing to grow. Just just the fact alone mm-hmm. that we're having an increase in number of churches right. is a, is a sign that what disciples are being made. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you see um, the quality of societies we're in exactly right. Uh, you then want to what? You then want to just uh, put a question mark to that, to then say, okay, supposing in Zimbabwe, where the church is supposedly growing, where multitudes are flocking yes. uh, to to a number of uh, Christian gatherings, how is it that our HIV uh, rate, for instance, exactly. seems to to be high, yet uh, supposing we're making disciples, surely immorality must must be on the way so there's 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 those there's those um contradictions right we've got a growing church but we've also got a number of societal ills that are there so growing church that points to making disciples societal ills that points to maybe christian gatherings where nothing exactly is happening so uh, so how do you answer that question i want to say (laughs) yes at the same time, I want to also say, mm. so how I'll probably answer your question is yes, we are making disciples. Mm-hmm. We've obviously got teething problems,
1: as did the early church right. back then. All right. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I also notice is that people put a lot of um, pressure, blame, or very high expectations on the church mm-hmm. from within the church and even without people yes. we, we all seem to have this idea right that mm-hmm. the church church folk are supposed to be a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I can kind of get where it's coming from because if you if you're constantly being told that as a Christian you're supposed to be prosperous you're mm-hmm. supposed to have this and this mm-hmm. and this um, and then you know you go to one of those churches that uh, let's say preach the prosperity gospel mm-hmm. for example uh, and then People then see you and they're like, "But dude, you know, where, where's the prosperity?" Uh. And sometimes that, that that then puts pressure on you uh. to <laughs> behave a certain way so yeah. that you live up to the expectation. Absolutely. And I'm just using prosperity as as, as a running example. But mm. the the real point here being that could could it be that um, the expectation on mm. the church? Mm the church growing, the church being influential, is itself unrealistic to some extent.
3: To some extent. Wow, your questions keep getting hard. (laughs) Hey, could it be that the expectation is unrealistic? Uh, Again, I I hope you guys won't say I'm being politically correct here. It's okay. But my yeses and noes seem to be coming (laughs) very, very fast, guys. Watch. Um, I think the expectation we must have on the church must be based on the word. Uh For starters, the church belongs to God, right? And uh, he obviously from the word says what he expects the church to do, right? So I would say uh, God's expectation on the church is most usually higher than our own expectations of the church. Uh I actually think uh, the standards, why I'm saying this, remember Uh Jesus. Let's go back to Matthew 6. Jesus says you've heard that adultery is when you do the deed in bed. Yes. But I tell you now, actually, if you just think it in your head, you're just the same as someone who's done it in bed. You see, so, so already you notice you say what? It's a higher standard. Yeah. So suddenly now you then get to realize that um, the standards that God puts on the church are actually usually higher than mm-hmm. those that we men, what? necessarily put. Obviously, at times, um, they could be, uh, 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 what can I say, um, option or not really option, but occasion where people necessarily put expectations on the church that are not necessarily God's expectation. Yes.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: Okay, And uh, that is to be expected uh, by anyone who is yet to quite understand um, what God's church is all about. Right. So perhaps in that regard, You could say it Sometimes, you know, within and without the church There are people who might expect certain things That are just um, Mm -hmm. impractical Mm -hmm. For the church But really, when I look at it When I personally look at it from my own take Mm -hmm. uh, My own opinion I really think God um, has very high standards Of excellence Uh, He expects from how the church Carries itself Mm -hmm. And it conducts itself And even though I've said that now uh, First John is also very emphatic In saying that um, his commands are not too burdensome, mm-hmm. so he's got high standards that he knows that we cannot we can reach up to, and uh, the choice or the, the 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 option we have as a church obviously is to rise up to those high standards. Mm. I like that.
1: Wow. Yeah. I hope you like it. That's, uh, that's I yeah, hope the awesome. listeners like it. Yeah, <laughs> well, amazing. they're not supposed to like it. They're supposed to be challenged by it, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I was listening. Uh, I was mm. listening again to um, to Ravi Zacharias. I don't yeah, know if you know Ravi Zacharias. I know him quite. Well. I've, I've too got... many
2: Ravi. Too too Ravi <laughs> <critique>. <laughs> on this show, people are gonna think we're sponsored by ours. Maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe, Maybe you've just put a thought in my yeah. head. now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there's something that he said in mm. one of his messages that I was listening to, where, where he was describing the moods and the trends that are happening in society, and he said secularization. Yes, mm-hmm. he actually said we're, we're going through um uh, not an era per se, but he said the, tr- the the world is becoming more and more secularized mm-hmm. secularized and mm-hmm. he described secularization as the process through which religious ideas institutions and interpretations mm-hmm. have lost their social significance okay and i thought that was quite profound because if you look at the way people used to view church and God back in the day, Uh, there was a certain reverence, right? uh, There was a certain, um, even people who didn't believe in God revered Mm -hmm. the idea of Mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And yet today, just today I was reading some post on Facebook that Uh, this guy posted and I I got so angry. I I don't usually comment. uh, I almost want, in fact, I I had typed the comment and I thought, no, (laughs) this is just going to spark Okay a whole, a, whole, a whole other debate is not worth yeah. it But I'm saying you, You're finding that People mm. Almost feel like It's okay to just I don't know Just bash anything To do with God mm-hmm. Church You know Make jokes about mm-hmm. Pastors And religious leaders mm-hmm. Right So is, is, Would you say That's all part Of This process Of society Becoming more and more Secularized Yeah That's yeah. my question I, I agree It is, and uh, I'm just trying to
3: look for the verse here. There's nothing as embarrassing as as missing your verse when you're looking for it. But um, this is how Paul puts it uh, to Timothy. He says, in the last days, the hearts of men shall grow cold. Mm -hmm. You see? So um, you're finding, for me, nothing is is catching me by surprise, really. Right. We were talking informally uh, before we started that uh, you've got high numbers of Christians Uh That are not attending church. Yeah, for me that's a contradiction. That's like a soccer soccer fan who doesn't watch his team play, Mm. or doesn't even know the 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 score. You Uh know Uh that kind of a thing. But yeah, we uh, we, where the world is going, as far as I'm concerned, is lining up to what uh, the prophets have already just been uh, directing us. Really, Uh, if you just look at how men's hearts, like you're saying, uh, are growing cold, Mm -hmm. indifferent. Uh, radically opposed mm-hmm. to the things of God. Of course, I must say, in Zimbabwe, I still thank God. Really, yeah. The average person you meet on the street, he will claim affiliation to, to a church of some sort. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I, I still find it amazing, you yeah. know. I, I joke with my friend that you know every Zimbabwean is born again. I'm telling you. In fact, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen this. I, I've been in places as a pastor, you know, where I just say, you know, you've got, it's a funeral or some family gathering of some yeah. sort, uh-huh. and you say, let's pray. You know, and you notice everybody's praying, including that one brother you really know doesn't have um, a a relationship with God. Everybody prays, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. of course, you can see uh, the movement is, with all due respect, as far as I'm concerned, coming in from the West. Mm -hmm. And as as the global village is shrinking and everybody's getting in touch with Mm -hmm. everybody, you're seeing all these things uh, permeating into Mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do believe that um, men's hearts are growing cold. I see it, as far as I'm concerned, part of a prophetic puzzle, Mm -hmm. just just coming together. Mm -hmm. God forbid that the believer who's listening to me right now Mm -hmm. is part of that crew, Mm -hmm. you know, who are now so indifferent uh, to God, to His Word, Mm -hmm. to the gathering of saints, to praying, to memorizing the Bible verses, you know, to living upright, and uh, not just confessing and professing Jesus, but living another way. That that kind of thing. So, so I would agree. Uh, that I, I also see that, that kind of trend happening But it's not a surprise according to prophecy
2: Okay, that's good that, That's actually quite interesting It's funny yes. you say Someone was telling me um, um, An interesting story And they were telling me that um, They were at a place And they were uh, at the wrong place At uh, Yeah, they were at this place at the wrong time Okay So apparently the police were doing a raid at this place Okay uh, Some Illegal activity was happening there and they were just so happened to be there. So when the police did the raid, uh, he was caught up. Okay. He was put in the truck with the police Mm. and uh, these guys were being very forceful and stuff. Mm. So as soon as they got in, the guy wanted to defuse the situation and the guy says, can we pray? Okay. (laughs) Wow. 21. Everyone bowed down their heads, <laughs> including these criminals that had been caught. And the police All right. were being very... Wow, wow, like wow. I see that in, in, in this part of the world, mm. in Africa and Zimbabwe, yeah. people still have that yeah, Some sort of reference, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean that they're daily yeah. in obedience to Christ. Yeah. But once there's something about church, yeah. the people are, uh, you know, they they... They, they come together. I'm actually on this WhatsApp group of a couple of friends from uh, school. Uh, Some of them not really uh, um, saved, as we would call it. Yeah. And but you will find that mm. if you make say something about God, mm. they appreciate it. Absolutely. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. They they will give a comment like you know mm. I'm not. You know, uh, I believe in God, but some of these—they'll give you that disclaimer. Uh, I believe in God, but some of this has gone too far. You know, but you know that disclaimer tells you that there's some sort of absolutely. You, know, you can preach in a yeah.
3: combi in Zimbabwe. Exactly. You can just start preaching. They are listening to, um, yeah. and the, the guy will respectfully turn, turn it down, it down. Yeah. you know, and say, please let the pastor preach. Yeah. You know, you can walk up in the street right now and just start preaching from nowhere and yeah. then a crowd will gather around you. So yeah. That's true. you, you, you see those strengths, you yeah. see the, of course we mustn't then carry it too far to say. Yeah. P- that means people are necessarily all, all together committed to God. So this but is
2: where, where I was going mm. with this, is that, we, yes, we've got that reverence, right? Mm. But mm. here's my issue. Mm. You know, coming to that verse that you just mm. um, um, highlighted there, mm. it's saying that in the last mm. days, this is going to happen. Mm. So what's a young Christian supposed to take from that? Mm. Because it can be confusing mm. where you're in a position where you feel like, but the bible says these things are going to happen mm-hmm. so why should i even bother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why should i even bother trying to reach out to the next person mm-hmm. why should i even bother trying to be an influence mm-hmm. and the church is made out of people mm-hmm. so when we talk about talking about the church losing its influence mm-hmm. we're saying that the members of the church have mm-hmm. lost influence and mm-hmm. isn't that because of um things like this where someone has the impression that mm-hmm. look, the bible says people are going to do this mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. so why should I bother? Uh,
3: For a number of reasons. Number one, you do not want to lose your salvation, you know, because the consequences of that, uh, and I preach this almost every week. Ah. I tell tell the people in my church that one thing I'm afraid of is to live in sin and to die in sin Mm. because the eternal consequences of that, not even the worst sinner in the world, as it were, I know using the term sinner and mm-hmm. sin is now very unpopular. Eh? Yeah. It's almost politically incorrect. But, exactly. but the consequences of that are far too damaging yeah. for anybody <clears throat> to ever want to go that way. So why must I? Yeah. Number one, I must remember that my soul is going to be up for judgment. And on that day, he must never say to me, I'm part of the crew, that that, that he would say, Lord, Lord but they were not really committed to, mm-hmm. to him, number one. Number two, the growing of men's hearts being cold is not necessarily shielding the last day strength of the church either. Right. The Bible doesn't say that the church is going to necessarily grow weaker. In mm-hmm. fact, in the same last days, the Bible also says, I'll pour out my spirit. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It says the young man, the ah, young man, yeah. which means also in this day, there's a place where, Young people are being on fire. And unfortunately, uh, it, 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 the conversation sometimes is on how many young people are lost mm. without that's actually also going to look and zoom in on the stories of so many young people, you know, that are on fire mm. for God. I'm in a Bible school where we've got 21-year-olds, 21-year-olds,
2: oh,
3: right, right, that are uh, heeding the call to the ministry. Yes. You see, but it, it's, 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 it's what we are choosing to, what, to focus on. Mm-hmm. There's still young people, as far as I'm concerned, that are signing those purity pledges, putting on their purity rings. I'm talking about for real here, right? right? And they're saying, we're going to stay pure in this generation, Mm. right? And so now, so the young person must know that he's not alone. There is a, he must never, I call it the Elijah syndrome, you know, Elijah and the prophets of Baal. After that, he thinks, oh God, I'm the only guy here until god woke him up and said excuse me sir actually there's a, there's a whole lot more than wow. than who you think mm-hmm. so let, let's also not be um um misled into thinking you know, into thinking that uh, there's a number of other young people that are, or, or rather the whole generation is lost. Right. But there's, there's, there's quite a big number. There's this army that God is raising, you know, uh-huh. of, of, of fired up young people that, you know, that, that are just rising up, making a stand, uh-huh. doing something wherever they are. Uh-huh. And some of them even radically taking the gospel message in their various um, spheres and strata, you know, right. to their friends. To their workmates, some to their parents. Uh, Like I'm saying, um, I get excited that uh, just about um, two months ago, Mm -hmm. we were we were hosting young young people from the United States, and we're talking about I think a 14 year old and a 16 year old Mm -hmm. sisters that are here on missions, Mm -hmm. right? But what's what's our usual view about people from the West is that they're all godless and uh, you know they're not given. But we've got young people that flew all the way to Africa, you know. To to propagate uh, the gospel, so the young person must know that they are definitely not alone. There's a huge army out there which is going to shine bright for God. Yeah. Even though the enemy might also be making his moves, we are on the winning team. Keep calm, we're on the winning team.
1: I like I like what you're saying, um, mm. which actually leads to my next question. This is mm. very good. And my my next question now is, could it be that we need to revisit our understanding of influence, mm. right? Because Sometimes when we think of influence, we're thinking we need to have a Christian who's in the presidential seat, right? Mm-hmm. Or we need mm-hmm. to have a Christian who's mm-hmm. heading up the biggest mm-hmm. company on the stock exchange mm-hmm. so that we all feel like we're really mm-hmm. influential. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if that is the one side of influence, which I believe is also could also be part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But it almost feels as if that's the one side of influence mm-hmm. that everyone keeps em- emphasizing on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when we look at uh, the general setup Of all these different boards And governmental structures mm. You're not really seeing a lot of professing Christians there. Mm. Then we feel like, ah, Christians have lost uh, their influence The church mm. has lost its influence mm. Does that mean that we really need to come back To define what do we mean By That's influence good Right? Because I, mm. I think that needs to be defined mm. Absolutely uh, 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 You know what, you're, you're, you're getting me
3: excited You're getting me so excited I am telling you, I mean it. Right. Why? Because I'm already giving. Let me just give you three of the most influential Christians you ever come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And remember, when the Bible talks influence, one of the uh, symbols it uses is yeast. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. it uses yeast. Yeast, yeah. very little, very tiny, uh, kind of thing. You know, whose effect is is felt. You know, once the bread comes out.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Watch. These are three of the most uh, powerful Christians. Who you ever come across? Probably the most influential Christians you come across. Number one, the godly parent. Right. Mm. Might not be a manager. Might not be a president. Wow. Might not be a professor. I'm sitting here as uh, today. One of my testimonies is my mother. Mm-hmm. Up to now, I consider her in the top three of the people that have made the greatest influence wow. on me in my life. You and right. I and she might not be a bishop. She might not have planted a thousand churches. But my life, mm-hmm. I know that when she stands before God, she's g- getting marks for me. Right. So the, the, godly, the godly parent mm-hmm.
2: wow, that's great. is
3: probably the most influential person
2: mm-hmm. ever
3: in this world. The parent. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is true as well. The ungodly parent as well is, is very key in influencing a child for bad. That's number one. Number two, the godly friend.
2: Mm.
3: Most people listen to their friends. Believe it, wow. believe it or not, believe it or not, believe it or not. And here I'm actually emphasizing the formative years of a person, right? particularly the teenage years. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a child lives to survive, a young, a, a young kid lives for fun, mm-hmm. a teenager lives to belong. Right. right. You know, I've, 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 I've got my own thesis mm-hmm. I'm building about the successive ages. A young adult, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Once you have sex and get married. Yes. yes that's yes. Cool. anyway but i've noticed that um, one of the most um, influential people are those friends of ours that are around us particularly in our formative
2: years mm. and
3: and closely linked to that is a god is a godly teacher yeah and educator
2: yeah.
3: now if you've noticed these are not the only ones obviously but yeah. this is my own um my own analysis into right. life based on my work with god my experiences and obviously my education Now if you notice the three Levels of people I've just mentioned here You see most of these Are nondescript people mm-hmm. Who might never get a airspace or Nobel peace mm-hmm. prizes or whatever For influence or for, for Shaping destinies But you find these kinds of uh, People in Now what are we doing? Like you're correctly saying Unfortunately the, um, the narrative Or the message is we want uh, we want christian business people we want christian politicians let's pray for for god to raise up politicians without your respect right mm-hmm. raise up councillors raise up mp's we want godly you know what if we could just raise up godly parents yeah. who we'll know what to do mm-hmm. because the the, the the unit of society, the, a nation is is, is 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 as good as a family unit yeah. Yeah. Well, if we all, if the only thing we did was just to raise up good parents, just good parents. And we focused on nothing else. Guess what? Everything will just play itself. And statistics have shown us anyway, Mm -hmm. kids from divorced parents are more likely to divorce than those that are Mm -hmm. not. Kids from broken families Mm -hmm. are more likely to have uh, certain challenges, uh, although that's not exactly totally true. But, you know, the stats are there to show. Mm -hmm. So how about if we just empowered parents, for instance? Mm -hmm. I'm just just talking about parents here. Right to do their job properly, you will be shocked how we can change a nation now. But guess what? Mm-hmm. We are praying for, for people to be in the top 10 um, Forbes rich list in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is that bad? No. But um, that can't uh, be the only aspect of um, what influence we must be looking yeah. for. Yes we need institutions godly corporations mm-hmm. godly NGOs godly um uh, you know uh, entities that are out there mm-hmm. that are making a name for God and mm-hmm. so forth and so forth yeah that's good yeah. but um uh, the, the influence that Jesus Christ uh, always talks about uh, might not always be how we view it and let me be Careful to say it does not mean that we don't got the presidents, got the MPs, mm-hmm. rich people that are influential, mm-hmm. and so forth. And so, I think it would be good to have a very nice, uh, born again, powerful uh, Christian Messi or Christian Ronaldo or something like mm-hmm. that. But let's not forget the, the basic unit. I mm-hmm. hope I'm not talking too much. This is so much. good.
2: That that is so no, good. I, I'm, I'm loving this. You, yeah. you, you wanna... want I wanted to okay. just say mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. as you were talking, mm-hmm. I just realized something that. The most influential person to date on Earth Mm. was Jesus, Mm. and he didn't occupy any position of authority. Mm. Yeah, you know, even his own disciples Mm. thought he was coming to be crowned king, like Mm. in the way that Mm. we see the governmental structure. Yeah, but his influence was, for a lack of a better word, parallel Mm. to the govern to the official governing authority. So in as much as you I agree Mm. with what you're saying In as much as you are saying um, That you know It's good as much as we're saying It's good to pray Mm. for a godly president Mm. Godly entrepreneurs Mm. Godly celebrities and Mm. godly artists And stuff like that Mm. It's good but I think the greatest impact Is when it's done At a family level Mm -hmm. Because Jesus dealt with things Mostly at that level Yeah Hmm. and to think that jesus yes. so um just really wanting
1: to understand this that huh? um, the topical issue huh? we're dealing with is influence mm. and i I've kind of thought about this a lot mm. right mm. that when you look at the gospel when you look at the way mm. even the church huh? has progressed through the ages uh. the church has gone through lots of persecution and the, uh. the great events and then things kind of died down even mm. early days right i'm not i'm not like a Historian here, or, yeah. or, or or a theologian, but I, mm. I'm kind of I'm very interested in church history. Well done. Um. So, but, but when you look at all the different trends and all the things that have happened through the ages, mm. one thing you you continue to notice mm. is there have been times where people have thought the church is gone, mm. the gospel has died down, it's been destroyed. Mm. It's not. It's gone mm. to the point where you get people like uh, Voltaire. Voltaire was a I don't know if he was mm. a philosopher or something from France who mm. said in the next 100 years, the Bible will be a forgotten book, right? (laughs) And this is, I think, several, I think 100 or 150 years ago when he said this. Some people are funny. (laughs) (laughs) And ironically, one of his houses in France now houses the, I think, the International Bible Society or something like that. So, you know, but but the... the, God has got a sense of (laughs) humor, man. (laughs) But the point being this, that... Uh, one of the things I continue to notice is uh, that the work that God does uh, is often very nondescript. Yeah, subtle. It's very subtle. It's, mm. it's working in the hearts of men. Mm. And where we're thinking that nothing is happening. But what challenged me the other day was I looked at my own life, mm. right? And I looked at how I ended up getting saved. Mm. To be honest with you, my life was on a very funny trajectory. Yeah. Like I just kind of knew where I was headed. Uh. The other day I was reminiscing and thinking, but how did I end up, you know, being a Mm. church guy, Mm. right? And of course, I'm not a perfect church guy, but Mm. the point is I'm a church guy. Mm. Um, How did that even happen? Mm. And honestly, when I thought about it, I realized that it's not really because anyone preached a good sermon, because Mm. there are many other guys that had good sermons preached to them. Mm. It's not really because I happened to be at the right place at the right time. Maybe that too. Mm. But the reality is that there's something that God did in my own heart, Mm. and I can never... I can't really that's ever great. attribute that to a book that i read or to any man mm. even to myself because I, I i knew i know i know who i, I used to be you know what i'm saying mm. so to me that's like you can't really predict things like that you, you can't really attribute that to any person but the point being mm. i think the influence that um god that's great. has on us and the mm. influence he expects us to have mm. Is often very subtle mm-hmm. and it's the work that he's doing in our hearts and in people's hearts mm-hmm. and we should never forget that but anyway I no, just I just that's,
2: I just, that, that's powerful. Eh? so what I'm gathering here from mm. this discussion is that it seems like the influence that we're looking mm. for the church to have may mm. not necessarily be the influence that God has set for the church and and it looks like we're looking for certain things that uh-huh. god has said you know just like the the, the israelites back mm. then when they they yeah. knew that the mm. messiah was coming. coming but uh-huh. they thought the messiah was gonna come and destroy the roman empire exactly and but the messiah came and dealt with the people's hearts differently yeah it and, a, and it wasn't even about theme. politics exactly and, 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 so and, is, uh, is, is that what guess what yeah
3: i was just sitting here thinking to myself i don't think it's gonna happen but What if God doesn't come in the next 1,000 years? I don't think we're going to stick around that long, personally. But could it be possible that 1,000 years from now, people are going to be listening to a a, a podcast from Radiant Culture, and then they're going to say, Wow, listen to these conversations. And then listen to what they're going to say. Man, those people used to be holy people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Uh There's 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 this team here, humble team. Just get a passion. To them it's a passion, you know. We just want to do this. They might not even realize that the Holy Spirit breathed it into their minds and hearts yeah, yeah. to set a podcast, yeah. influence young people. Yeah. And they may never fully comprehend this until one day when they look back and then see the number of people. And, 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 and there's something I'm always telling people at church. Because we have also just gone onto this Facebook live bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we we broadcast our messages every Sunday. Yeah. And I tell the person, I tell the people at church, it's for that one person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? When we're preaching the message, don't forget the one person. The issue is not to go viral here.
2: Exactly. Uh-huh.
3: All right. Uh-huh. The issue yeah. is not really to get a million likes on yeah. Facebook here. Yeah. It could be just that one person yeah. who's going to hear the word yeah. and who's going to be transformed. Because remember, yeah. when heaven celebrates a sinner. Yeah. Who's been saved? Yeah. Heaven does not wait for the the, the, the mark to get to ten thousand yeah. for the party to begin. Oh,
1: that's good. Heaven
3: just waits for one person. Yeah. So, how about this? What if radiant culture in all this whatever yeah. just touches five people? Wow. Whose lives are never gonna be the same again. That's good. That's good. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Something great has happened. But I'm I'm promising you this. You guys may not even appreciate the full effect of what you're doing.
2: Yeah.
3: Maybe until long after you're gone. And when you that's look good. back, that's when you actually see, oh. This was actually mm. God. Mm. It was actually wow. God moving us. Mm. When we did, when we that idea, you know, we just thinking, we, we did brainstorming, but yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was breathing into breathing us into and it. directing us in a certain yeah. way. And then when, when, when Jesus comes back, you know, I always like putting it in practical terms. Yeah. You know that uh, I was hungry. Yes. And, you know, I like to put it in today's terms. Right. Like uh, Jesus is going to come to someone and say, hey, shh, thank you for that airtime. The person looks back to Jesus and says, airtime. Like remember that day you gave a dollar for that guy who wanted to buy credit for his phone. Exactly. You did it to me. So sometimes Jesus might come and say, "Yo, dude, you lifted me up when I was about to commit suicide." She's yeah. a since when were you suicidal. You remember that podcast you guys did when you were also depressed about wow. your own personal lives and so forth. Yes. That one, that one, one. Just go to this guy wow. in Venezuela. He, he, he speaks English, but he was in Venezuela yeah. He was just scrolling down the internet He came across that, the guy wanted to kill himself You know what, from then he was up He's a powerful minister He got back with his wife, his kids are all godly
1: Wow, wow
3: Now let's talk about influence We might not be viral
2: Yeah.
3: But the, the world might not celebrate us
2: yeah.
3: We might not be invited to TED talks To talk about raging culture But in heaven, we've done something
1: I'm feeling, I'm feeling challenged right now. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those uh, do big things in the world, ch- mm. change the world type people. You know, that, end the nuclear war. <laughs> the nuclear yes. war and get that guy killed. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. No, seriously though. Mm. But you know, as as you're talking, I'm actually thinking that m- maybe it's because we're we're starting to forget um, that. God, God actually uses the foolish things of this mm. world. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's crazy that, scripture, to that. scripture says all of this stuff, and we they forget it.
3: That.
1: Um, that even the people that God used in the Bible, mm. like Paul, he was yes, he was very very influential, very intellectual, very smart. Yeah, yeah. But
2: he was just like a random guy. He was mm. a weird guy. Do you know who I have actually started getting mm. actually starting having? a huge amount of respect for mm. it's those other guys like i don't know how to pronounce his name properly but i think it's sylvanus mm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: because sylvanus mm-hmm. so that sylvanus wrote <laughs> yeah. the, the you need letters. to
3: read the bible my man
2: sylvanus <laughs> <laughs> was <laughs> writing <laughs> the letters when peter for... was in jail mm. and dictating the letters to him Seriously? so sylvanus hadn't been paying attention and writing that we wouldn't have first peter and second peter
3: mm. that's crazy Whoa.
2: But we you know but, but they're the not the, the heroes literature.
3: now. Yeah, because when Paul is, is doing his letters most times yeah. someone is writing his yeah, dictating. Right, right. Sometimes he says, Okay, this is my signature. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know. But um, yeah, the support staff, The yeah. the unwritten you know, the crew behind the scenes. The
2: crew behind the scenes. You know? I mean, they kept those messages hmm. recorded so that today, two thousand years yeah. later, we still be benefiting from from things that paul and peter and them were preaching yeah so um
1: i think as we draw to a close yeah Yeah. um i'm gonna i'm gonna let us all have like our our closing our closing thoughts Mm. um but there's a scripture that comes to mind and that scripture is, I think it's First Timothy, I, I should just open it, mm. chapter 4. But it, the, the scripture that says that, uh, do not let anyone look down upon you because you are young. Correct. But it says, but be an example to all the believers. Exactly. And it says in word, in speech, yeah. in, mm. in mm. conduct. Mm. <clears throat> but that scripture is really, I, talk- I was thinking about that scripture this weekend, actually, that is really talking about being influential. Yeah. Right? and it's not saying to be influential you have to be the class monitor or the prefect mm. or that mm. <laughs> right? you you know you have to be the md or, mm. Mm. but it says be a, be an example yeah so influence is being an example mm. right wow. to the people exactly. around you mm-hmm. in, in the way that we're talking in the way that we are I'm thinking, taking right? notes <laughs> in the conversations we're having in even in the ideas we're sharing mm. things like that i think That is really where the influence begins. Right? Right? Mm. Those are my parting thoughts. (laughs) Ah, What do we say?
2: (laughs) 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 You guys are the
3: pastors, man. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, am I supposed to give mine as well? Yes, yes. This is what I would say um, to the person who's listening and obviously to us in the studio. Because sometimes it's not always for the person out there that God does this, but for us, we're here. And I must say thanks for having me, by the way. I'm enjoying this. Anyway, um, small keys open big doors.
2: Small seeds
3: make and produce big forests. So sometimes it's, I can even use the next word, small words,
2: Mm. you know,
3: can destroy very good relationships. Mm. I'm just talking about the principle of small things. Jesus gives that when he talks about the kingdom, you know the kingdom is like a small a, a mustard seed when so on becomes a huge fig tree upon which the birds of the air perch. You know, so, so once we come back to, to influencing, I think the church is influencing on various levels. We can debate that. But mm-hmm. forget about the church global. You, the listener, must influence at the very place where you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right? So if you're a parent, influence your kids. If you're a kid, perhaps you need to influence your parents right. mm. or your friends. Mm. Maybe you might not be the boss, but you could be just one of the, the guys on the shop floor. Influence your fellows. Right. Perhaps you're riding in a, pa- in a tram. Kombi, matatu, mm-hmm. a tick-tick. Mm. What do they call? Tuk-tuk. Yeah. Mm. You know, influence the people at whatever level you you, you get. Mm. And guess what? Sometimes if you do that very well, just like Joseph, you might start off in a in a pit,
2: mm-hmm.
3: in Potiphar's house, prison, God might actually trust you to put you in very, very high platforms right. to influence on those levels because you've done such a good job down here that He trusts that if you put you in a higher place, you do an even bigger job for Him. Wow,
1: wow. Mm-hmm. That's profound.
3: And this message firstly goes to Radiant Culture because maybe tomorrow what we're having in this room could just become an organization spanning all five continents interacting with all sorts of presidents power people sports people movers and shakers but listen from influencing at this level god may just wake up one day and say hey okay let's move to the premier league now champions league world cup that kind of thing
1: you know what guys this this has been amazing and I'm feeling I'm feeling really challenged and excited and all sorts of things yeah. right now. Mm. Um, but we have to come to a close. Mm. But uh, I wanna I wanna thank our guest, Pastor Craig, yeah. aka PC. Yeah, this the man. Of that. This has been fun. Yeah. We, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have you back. We wanna oh, we wanna yeah. have you. Yeah. Back. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I been... and I look forward to coming back, to this, back. This has been real. And of course, mm. our producer. Yeah. The one and only. Yeah, self-invited. <laughs> self-invited. <laughs> huh? That's not Thank influence, you. my friend. <laughs> that's that's major influence right there. Major influence. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm your host, Cookie Monster. Thank you, guys. God bless. Keep thinking. Keep listening. Keep asking those questions. Mm. We love you. Peace. Wow. Peace.
0: Peace. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant@thehub.co.zw, or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.